Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. Today we're going to talk about the failure of open floor plans. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. And if you've been here before, welcome back. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less. And I'm the founding and managing director of the Brief Lab, where we help people master lean communication, help them get to the point. Thinking about today's podcast, I am really uh, concerned about the work environment that we're all in, where these open floor plans are a haven for collaboration and creativity. Great. But talk about just a cesspool of distraction. And it's a problem. It's a real problem because we tell people all day long that they need to be clear and concise and they need to be focused in the message and on point. Yet the environments that we work in need to change. And we are in some really, really tough ones because there is no privacy. And this isn't just my imagination. I've talked to a lot of people. I've done a lot of research. And if you just go on online and you research about, type in open floor plans, you'll see a slew of articles and research just flowing in now saying that that experiment is not working. It just does not work. So I want to talk about that today, how to change your environment. Now, you might be thinking, well, I work in an environment like I can't change the environment. And I get that. But this is around the war that's going on between um, creativity and collaboration versus distractions and interruptions. It's kind of like a battle. Battle's going on, right? Extroverts versus introverts. Focus and quiet versus conversation and collaboration. And they're all good, but, you know, who wins in the end? There's a book written called Quiet that I've just started reading. And the point of this book is fascinating. It's about, the title of the book is called Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking by Susan Cain. So in this book, they talk about, you know, the divide between extroverts and introverts. And if you think about open floor, open floor plans, kind of all this collaboration, it favors extroverts. She talks about the new group think, you know where we elevate teamwork above all else and that we insist that creativity and intellectual achievement come from gregarious space places where people are outgoing, they talk to each other and they walk by. It would seem to me, not knowing exactly where this all started, where we went from offices and doors to cubicles to now open floor plans, that this was probably designed by an extrovert. I, I, if I had a hazard to guess, this, this whole thing started by somebody who thought, you know what, if we could just talk more to each other, the world would be a better place. And I'm sure at that moment, a whole slew of introverts just shrieked and shriveled and said, oh no, here they come. They're going to crush us. So the book Quiet provides an insight into the value of introverts in, in our world, the, the, the quality of their listening how they can focus and, and, and hone in, um, how their first inclination isn't just to talk to talk. Right? If we look at the science, you know, about multitasking, look, about, look, at, look at that environment. I mean, even in our um, offices, we have an office in Chicago, we have an office in Southern Pines, North Carolina. It's, it's an open floor plan where we've got like a kitchen table and we've got an open office and we sit and talk. And 
you know, I'll be teaching a course in North Carolina, for example, and my coworkers are are working in the office next door, and I'll walk in, and I just don't have any any regard for their what they're working. I just walk in and then immediately just you know expect them to just start talking to me because I'm on my break from teaching, and and we should start collaborating, you know, and that's a problem. It certainly is a problem. But if you look at the power of a distraction, I mean, the research indicates that. It takes people, you know, a long time to go back to that level of, of, of deep focus that they lost when they got distracted or when they got interrupted. And you look at multitasking. Multitasking, um, you know, the brain is not capable of paying attention to two things at the same time well, okay? Um, because it's going, it's switching back and forth between different things, okay? And it takes a lot of energy to to focus your attention between those different things, and it depletes and it weakens. So multitasking is 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 not effective. If you think about why am I why am I talking about the failure of open office plans? Noise. It's just a lot of it's just noise. You were in noisy environments that are just literally filled with noise, but they're also filled with interruptions. They're filled with distractions that don't help people focus on what really matters. If you think about the distinction between noise and sound, in physics, they, they're, they, they're the same thing. What's different is the receiver, right? What's different is the receiver. So for the sender, it might be like, this is great, I'm interrupting you because I'm trying to collaborate and be creative. But the receiver's like, this isn't helping me because I was focusing on something and now I just lost my train of thought and now I've just gotten distracted, okay? It's like the distinction between clutter and, and clean space. Okay, so you get these environments. I was just in one in downtown Chicago yesterday. And I walk in and, and it's just everybody's talking and I have a meeting. And I go into this guy's office, which isn't his office. It's his boss's office. And I said, is this your office? And he's like, no, no, it's my boss's. I'm like, where's yours? And he's like, I don't have it. He's like a senior vice president at this bank. He's a, he's a pretty important guy. He's been there for a long time. And he, he doesn't have an office. They, they have to every day. They have to go and sign up for an office, and I'm sure there's going to be people listening to this saying this is great because they call it hoteling, and I can sign up. But he he says it's a disaster. You can't get any work done. Um, all the conference rooms are booked. There's no quiet space to do your work while you're working there. It's chaotic. In this particular company, they did an analysis of their cost versus their competitors. They're 15 cents more expensive than their competitors. No wonder. They're 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 that you can't get any work done. You go into this, and, and it's just it's, everybody's talking to each other, but nobody knows what they're talking about. Again, good collaboration, great creativity, love it. But is this the right environment for focus? We already were, are in an environment right now that is severely challenging to stay focused. When you think about the power of focus to get work done, to think about things, it's hard, right? You're, you, and, and you, you've, you've got to direct your attention. That's what that's what I would look define as focus: is you're directing your attention. Well, you have maybe three different types of attention. You have directed attention, which is your focus. I'm thinking about this particular problem right now. I'm sitting down at my desk. I'm thinking about this podcast, what I'm going to say I'm preparing. And it's hard because I have things competing for my attention. My phone goes off. Somebody knocks at the door. My phone rings. A coworker walks in and interrupts me. I interrupt myself. It's hard to focus. I'm sitting down trying to prepare this podcast. And that's directed focus. That's one type of focus. Then you have another type of uh, directed attention, rather. Then you have another type of attention, which is called misdirected attention. Misdirected attention is anything that sort of appears, I just 
I just I start looking at it. a funny story for me about misdirected attention was when I was in college. Okay, so at Loyola University of Chicago, the library was where everybody did their homework, right? So you go to the library. I personally did my homework in the stacks, which is the reserve, all the reserves where the books are locked up. They had these these uh, carols, they call them, and they're just like they're almost small cubicles in the very quiet place of the library. And and the books were locked there. So nobody would ever go there. Only the librarians would go there to open a book. And I would study there because I get easily distracted. So I, and this is back before the internet, I would go back there and I would study. Well, most of the other students would study in the open library. Well, it was hilarious because when you would walk into the library in this main chamber, look like a church almost, it was huge ceilings. It rows and rows of tables. And, and, and they had these like banker's lights that were like green lamps and, other, and these big wooden desks. And it was it looked something out of the movies. And it was just rows and rows of these tables. Well, in, in, I called it like gopher mode. So gopher mode was you would walk down from one side to the other and everybody would have their head down looking up and they would pop their heads up like gophers out of a hole. It was hilarious because they were popping up and looking to who was... And then they would just start chatting with people. And this was misdirected attention. That anything that, that caught their attention, they would pop their head up and start looking around. And the, that was, so that's misdirected attention. And the people are in gopher mode. They're just looking for any excuse to get distracted, to lose their focus. And then the third type of uh, attention is called undirected attention, which is you're letting your mind wander so that you can be creative. And an open floor plan is for these unplanned, spontaneous moments where undirected attention could create and generate creativity, all for it. But you have to plan for that and a, and a lot for that because it can go from undirected attention where creativity is spawned and really is born to moments of just constant misdirected attention, which at the end of the day is just wasted brain energy. I was talking about this podcast to one of the guys in special operations in a course recently, and he was telling me what happened at the Pentagon. Didn't realize this, but years ago, the Pentagon redesigned it. It's, it's these concentric circles, these hallways that form concentric circles, in, in, in obviously it's in the shape of a Pentagon, and that a number of years ago, they changed the design of the floor plan between B, C, and D rings, apparently, into an open floor plan. They went from having about room for 10,000 people to having room for almost 30,000 people. So there's packed with people. Well, as he was describing it, the way it used to be is you'd walk down the hall and you would have doors and you'd walk through the doors. You'd have an office and you'd have like an, a secretary receptionist. Then you'd have doors behind doors where it was quiet. You could have private meetings. They just destroyed all of that and created an open floor plan. Well, it wasn't really effective. And it, but it did create a lot more space where you could fit a lot more people. It's almost like airplanes where you're just shoving more people in such a small space. I think that's one of the reasons behind open floor plans. It's not more, I don't really think it's creativity and collaboration. I think it's just trying to save money where you can fit more people per square foot and it really kills productivity and it kills um, efficiency because people are just there and it saves you money on one hand, but I think it's a huge time, um, it wastes a huge amount of brain energy. Um, when, when people are just so so cl close together and they're always interrupting each other. So what can, what, what, what can we do to avoid this if we're in an open floor plan? What, how can we avoid this? One is, I, I call this find your cabin, find your quiet place. It might be a place in the office where it's quiet. Like when I found those carols in the, in, in the racks back where they would lock the books up, 
Is, is there a quiet place maybe you can go, a retreat? Maybe it's working from home. Maybe it's getting to work early. Um, maybe it's putting a do not disturb sign on your door. I even thought of like, have you ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse where you've got like red means don't give me more meat and, and you turn the block over and it's got green that you should, that we should create those on your desk. And I think I'm going to do that at the brief lab. We're going to create those where you can say, this is quiet time. Don't interrupt me. And this is talk time. You can, as long as you're brief. Um, so find your cabin, set some rules, right? Maybe those little, little sign in your desk, we'll create those. Um, build in some balance. Okay, this is time for collaboration, but this is time for focus. And really know what those those boundaries are that you can protect yourself in those in those um, in those moments. And going back to the gopher mode, as I call it, in colleges, I call this head down, heart up. What do I mean? Head down. You just put your head down. You're working on your computer and a piece of paper, but your your head down is focused, but your heart is up. It's up because you're 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 letting your heart lift to like okay why am I doing this and what purpose is driving me and I can really dig deep into my heart saying hey listen this is something that's really important I'm doing this for a particular person to make their lives easier head down don't let it pop up like a gopher really focus on that moment it's hard yeah it is hard but in this open floor plan world we've got to be even more disciplined never to be able to survive because it's tough it's really tough okay so. So if all else fails, here's what I suggest you do. Buy a set of noise-canceling headphones, a pair of those big sunglasses that retired people wear in Florida, and make your own do-not-disturb sign. Just saying.